0: unzip that monogrammed faux leather Bible-carrying case and cover, pull up a chair, and let's dig in.
1: Well, if you are listening to us when the episode first dropped, you're probably, you know, grilling some ribs, maybe a couple of burgers on hot dogs on the grill, and we're glad to be with you. And if uh, you're listening to us
0: after the Fourth of July holiday, you are dealing with your blistered shoulders from too much time out there on the lake, or maybe you are um, uh, just regretting some of the decisions you made over the weekend involving yeah, fireworks.
1: Like, maybe you lost a finger because <laughs> you held onto a black cat too long. <laughs>
0: I tell you what, happens. here in Waco, Texas, I don't know what, what it's like a, in New York City, but people—it's like it starts on July third, it goes through the fifth, and it is like just explosions all night long.
1: Uh, Brooklyn begins to sound like Lebanon, like Beirut, Lebanon, about July <laughs> June fifteenth, and or maybe even June first. It is insanity.
0: They want to and, reenact uh, the national anthem, bombs bursting in air,
1: like all for Rockets, months, red and, glare, uh, baby. Two years ago, it was a real issue. I mean, people... But uh, anyway, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe you're wearing a patch today if you're listening to it after the 4th of July, and that's fine. We still love you. Remember, the gospel comes by hearing, not by seeing. That's so, true. Right.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jake. You, you you're doing okay? You're wearing a beautiful denim jacket, I gotta say. But, you know, it's
1: still a little chilly here in New York recording early, but, uh, you know, you had a little dip in the weather, but uh, feeling stylish. And uh, this is something my wife picked out for me. So, whatever I wear with my wife, it always looks great. It looks good. So,
0: viewers, it's a denim jacket with contrast stitching. It would look Mm. equally good in the club as on the docks if he were unloading crates of, I don't know what, shipped on boats Mm. from far away. So, it's like like high-class blue collar. It looks good.
1: I'm doing car haul things. (laughs) (laughs) Doing dicky things. That's
0: right. That's right. Good. Way to stay with the... Stay with the people. Sigue en el lucha. Mm. Very good job. All right. Si puede. All right. So here we are. Uh, so this you're Sunday. All with one eye. So. <laughs> so yeah, here we are. Uh, this is going to be preached on Sunday, July 10th, uh, and um, it's the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, we're beginning to really get into summer wherever you live in the um,
1: uh, northern oh, hemisphere. Man. It's hot. And, uh, I forgot. I'm so Mexican. I mean, I'm so American how, that I'm how leaving. How American me- are you? That I'm leaving for Mexico on Independence Day. So, anyway,
0: praise God. Hey, and it, my mom, who is una mexicana, it is her birthday. So, if you see if you see yeah. Lucia, give her a high five and a oh, cupcake no. for
1: me. Maybe we'll run into one of your uncles in Cuernavaca.
0: Dude, I got two. I have two oh, whole no. uncles out of all the, uh, my 11 aunts and uncles. Big family. Yeah. They were like, we accept the challenge, Roman Catholic Church. We will have lots of children. So, So, anyways. anyway, we
1: digress. We, clearly, we're not ready. No. Oh, I'm ready.
0: All right. So, our first reading is Deuteronomy 30, uh, verses 9 through 14. Again, we're on track two is what we're going through, so we opted for the shorter readings, which are not going to go any sort of chronological way or narrative way through the uh, Hebrew scriptures. They're just going to be more thematically linked to the passages. Uh, from the new testament so you, then our epistle is colossians chapter 1 verses 1 through 14 and by the way you're gonna preachers be in colossians for the next four weeks in the epistle reading so it won't go through the whole book but it'll cover a good chunk of it so if you want to do a mini colossians series now is your chance after that hebrews is coming up for several weeks so you could do a colossian series followed by a hebrew series and what Packs the pews more than a Colossians series, followed by a Hebrew series, I don't know. And Mm -hmm. then we'll uh, continue reading through the Gospel of Luke, where a lawyer tests Jesus, and Jesus says, stop me if you heard this one, I'm going to tell you the story about the Good Samaritan. So, very famous passage. So, we've all heard, but it was the first time it was told back then, and we'll see if we can add some fresh insights to it. But here we begin, Jake, with Deuteronomy chapter thirty where god says everything will be great your 401k will always increase your children will graduate summa cum laude from ivy league schools your marriage will always be filled with that spark and that chemistry where there's a twinkle in your eye and and you will only get promotions and um, you'll die peacefully in your sleep at the age of 92 and you'll never go bald mm. or have crow's feet and all you have to do is keep the law by the way yes. which is not hard all you have to do is turn to the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul
1: mm. easy peasy and hey and this is the other thing too is uh, i'm not distant like those other gods You know, uh, the the gods of your neighbor. I'm not far away. You you don't have to cross a sea. You don't have to go up to heaven. I'm right here. Uh, I'm right here. I'm so I'm I'm up in your grill, baby, in the most positive sense. I picture Pepe Le Pew, remember, with the other cat? Yes. (laughs) By the (laughs) way, this is the
0: image. (laughs) I think this is where, like, so many probably men were given a very horrible role model because Pepe Le Pew did not believe in (laughs) consent. He was absolutely the worst And I hope they never show those cartoons again.
1: But I well, of course. But, you know, if you do watch it, I mean, I always have this image of, like, God just in love with Israel. And he's got got her as his bride. And he's just, "Mm, mm, mm," you know, I'm so (laughs) close. And, like, they're like that cat that's just, like, pushing away. And by the way, I, I'm
0: just so conscious of how old we are, because we grew up watching actual cartoons, and I feel like that doesn't happen that anymore. That's
1: completely inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. but, but So, uh,
0: Pepe Le Pew, for those of you who don't know, was a skunk, a French skunk. <laughs> I don't even know if they exist, but clearly smoking a lot of weed over there in the cartoon studios. I've got an idea. There's mm-hmm. this French skunk, and he's always mm-hmm. falling in love with black and white cats, but he doesn't realize they're not skunks. <laughs> work with me here so anyways that's peppy Pew. every single episode is the same these cats often they're white cats they get somehow painted like a black stripe on their back <laughs> if you're a white cat just watch out for black paint because it's everywhere and then peppy lepew thinks you're a skunk and falls in love with you and yeah. you know anyways so,
1: but anyway but this is the this is the point and uh, that <laughs> please bring us back jake in, <laughs> in the arms of the lord because it's that easy just follow the law. Uh, you, uh, he's going to be up in your grill. He wants to be a part of you and a part of the whole thing. And, uh, things are going to prosper. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: So here's where <laughs> people, this is the kind of verse that if, uh, if you were. You have um,
1: to point people to Jesus with this verse.
0: I know. So, cause if you, if, if you just leave it like this, it, I mean, it, the passage does say, you can just follow the law this is like the heart of the pelagian understanding of uh, of our relationship to god you can you can do it and it is um uh and in a sense it is true like the law is not hard in a sense it is not rocket science to not steal you do not need a phd in nuclear physics to know that you shouldn't rob your neighbor covet his or her stuff to commit adultery, like all these things we know we shouldn't do. And all the other stuff, the kind of dietary restrictions or stuff about fabric or, you know, all these different things, like none of it is rocket science. You do not have to be an intelligent person to do any of these things. They're not physically demanding. I mean, I guess you might have to lift a bull to sacrifice it or something like that. But, you know, you get a team of people to help you, it's not that bad. So... God is saying, like, all you have to do is fa- obey these things, observe the commandments, and it's, it's like, right next to you. I didn't, I didn't ask you to climb the Himalayas. This isn't some mythical hero quest like Odysseus or um, any of that stuff from uh, Greek mythology. This is no Iliad or Odyssey. So, it's easy. And so, in a sense, that's true. And so, here's where you preach the sermon is you say, if it's so easy, why can nobody do it? And that's where you talk about the low anthropology, that's where you talk about, well, clearly maybe there's something that is not quite right, some flaw that's baked in, and that's why we need Jesus. And so, yeah, you have to, if you preach this passage, you have to go to to Jesus. And it's like, because this passage so clearly shows, um, the law makes sense, because if you do it, you will prosper. And it is not hard. And so, we should do it. So, then this, it just, you know, quite easily leads Mm -hmm. to the question, well, if if that's true, then why is it so hard for us? Why can't we stop procrastinating? Why can't we always tell the truth? Why can't we um, live lives of uprightness and integrity? And why can't we refuse? mm -hmm. um, Yeah, all, anyways, yes.
1: And, well, this is a beautiful, you know, and a lot of people uh, talk about that, you know, the difference between the God of the Old Testament is this angry, vengeful God, and, you know, Jesus is just so darn nice, you know, and uh, but actually, if you use this as a jumping off point for Israel's history, you see that God is gracious and he's constantly going after this, uh, you know, this beautiful cat that's constantly trying to escape him and uh, actually, uh, you know, running into the arms of another cat and um, <laughs> and. Um, and he kind of come. This God continues to come in grace and mercy to them, and eventually promises them through the prophet Ezekiel that He's going to actually give them a heart of flesh and remove their heart of stone that's hostile to God. And this is given to us by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the person and work of Jesus. And it is by His love that and loving us first and always coming after us that we've been transformed. There's a great episode of Pepe Le Pew where um, he actually, uh, uh, she becomes a skunk, like she falls into some stinky stuff. And, uh, and uh, anyway, um, and the two of them live ever happily ever after. And uh, you know, and this really ultimately happens with all of us is that uh, we uh, learn to uh, be embraced by the beloved and, uh, and he makes us the beloved. And so uh, that's where I would go.
0: Jesus is a skunk. I think that's how I would sum mm-hmm. up. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying, Jake?
1: A little bit. And, okay. uh, and uh, he makes us uh, skunky <laughs> and uh, want to be with him. So anyway, uh, we come to Colossians chapter 1, verses uh, 1 through 14. What a profound illustration that was, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the deepest of all time. Probably better Mm. than Dostoevsky. So, what would you say a little bit about the setting of Colossians and uh, what's going on there? I mean, Colossae is a Greek
0: city, so it's Paul writing to people that um, it's going to be a church that's a mixture of Jew and Gentile, but probably has more kind of Gentile. He's talking about the the fact that the gospel was preached to them by somebody named Epaphras, uh, and that's a Greek name. So, again, this shows the gospel beginning to really... Uh, jump out of the the container into which Christianity was born, a very Jewish container, and now spread among all the people, which is, again, what Jesus said, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So, it's beginning to to do its, its work. Um, this is an early church. Paul is beginning this letter to them, and as he always does, he names who's writing, to whom he's writing, and then he always begins with kind of some hey, I love you guys, I really love you. So it's just like the opening of a, of a letter in, in what would be typical uh, first century Greek correspondence and just talks about how much he's praying for them. So there's there's yeah. kind of a, yeah, anything you well, would add there, to
1: that? Yeah, there are a lot of cats out there in Colossae too. Colossae was a city uh, that um, that was filled with a lot of uh, legitimate paganism and a lot of temptation to run to other cats. And, uh, and he's reminding them that don't forget. I mean, I love how this opens up descriptively. You know, Pepe Le Pew has embraced you and uh, you are bearing fruit and, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and uh, great things are happening. And uh, the most important thing, and I love how he says that, you know, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. And then as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. I mean, this is happening in their midst because they've been embraced by God and uh, they're being made strong and, uh, you know, with the strength that doesn't come from within, you know, but from his glorious power. But the most powerful thing is, I love this past tense here, uh, he has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, Mm. in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Uh, This has already taken place. This isn't contingent on what they do. This isn't going to happen later. This has happened, and it happened for all of them uh, um, uh, on a hill outside of Jerusalem in Calvary. Mm. Uh, God rescued all of us, and including the Colossae Church from the power of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, Now, a lot of people, and this is why it's very important, uh, because uh, so often we go by what we see. And uh, sometimes this all comes a little bit as a little too good to be true. And uh, if what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a mess, uh, if what I'm seeing is is that I'm actually uh, stuck in darkness, you know, um, and I need to continue to be rescued. And indeed you do. Uh, We have been saved. We are being saved. And we will be saved. But uh, you need to know that you've already been brought into the kingdom of darkness, and uh, kingdom of light. you know, uh, or the kingdom of light. Excuse me, Woo! and uh, still listening to Slayer. But anyway, <laughs> um, the uh, the point is, is that you know we have all sorts of folks, and you know uh, that um, that come to this country from other countries. And I have been, as a priest in New York, been invited to a lot of citizenship ceremonies. Uh, My mom taught ESL, and uh, when I was a kid, I went to a lot of citizenship ceremonies, and they're very powerful. Those people are American citizens, uh, but they still get mail from their uh, other country. Now, I'm not saying those other countries are part of the kingdom. That's not what I'm saying, but the analogy is true even as a Christian. You've moved Uh, from one place to another. You're going to get mail from the kingdom of darkness. Uh, You are going to, uh, you know, like, but, but you remember Those things no longer have any authority over you because you are a citizen of the kingdom of light.
0: That's right. So if you want memory verses, I'm grateful for the people in my early days of kind of coming into an understanding of what it meant to follow Jesus who encouraged me to memorize verses, and Colossians 1, 13, and 14 were some of those verses, and it's just, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of darkness of this son. And that was, uh, even have as I read this passage today, I still have that locked away in my memory bank, and it is just a really wonderful thing to know and to come back to. So, if you are going to name it and claim it and memorize some verses, First Colossians 1, 13, and 14 are good ones. So, Moving on to Luke chapter 10 and verses 24 through 37, a lawyer comes up and wants to know how he should inherit internal life. Now, it's important to note that he knows the answer to this question, so Jesus does not take the bait. He answers his question with another question. And
1: the question's flawed.
0: <laughs> Why is that, so you, Jake?
1: Because you don't do anything to inherit something. Right. Um, inheritance is always a gift from another, uh, you know, uh, the the inheritor is given something and so the, the the question is even flawed it's a category mistake yeah and this is why jesus doesn't uh he recognizes that he's being he's trying to be entrapped here a little bit this is why he doesn't give it the time of day
0: yeah and so when jesus answers this question with a question saying well what is written in law what do you see and he's like well love god love your neighbor, and Jesus is correct, so do it. So the guy's kind of like, oh, I meant to trap you, but I, now it's I've It's that just,
1: easy, just like in Deuteronomy. Yeah.
0: and now he's just been revealed to that he already knows the answer to the question, so why did he ask the question? So that's why it says then, but wanting to justify himself, so then he asks like a follow-up question. Key. So I want to justify myself, this is already the framework he's working in, so okay, if I'm supposed to love my neighbor, Jesus, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus launches into the Good Samaritan story... Uh, and there's, again, this is one of those things that uh, we've talked about this so before because it comes about. up in the lectionary a lot, but and it's also just a famous story. Uh, people are called a good Samaritan all the time just for, oh, he's such a good Samaritan, she's such a good, because they did a nice thing. But the thing here is that a Jewish man, Jesus tells this parable, a Jewish man gets beat up, robbed, killed, naked, oh, no, left for dead on the side of a road. And the guy that finds him and takes care of him is a Samaritan. So, Jesus' audience is Jewish. They look down upon the Samaritans. The Samaritans look down upon the Jewish people. Um, so, Jesus is telling to his Jewish audience who feel superior to Samaritans, the person that takes care of this beat-up Jewish man is a Samaritan, the despised class of people. And um, uh, whereas the when the man was lying by the side of the road, the people that ignored him were like the good you know, upstanding citizens, leaders in the people of Israel. Um, and so, uh, the this passage is always, or not always, it is often preached, basically, we need to be good like the Samaritan. It is also sometimes preached, which is true, uh, it's also sometimes preached to talk about how Jesus is expanding the kingdom of God outside of the normal boundaries that people would have understood, and he's inviting in outsiders, which is true and good. But the thing that you and I, Jake, I have flashbacks, because when we've talked about this before, that one of the things that is really important in this story is to note that you and I are are the person in the ditch, that human beings are the people, we tend to think that we're uh, superior, we get knocked down, um, and God comes to us in the person of the Samaritan, God comes to us in this despised, humiliated, crucified Christ, and saves us, when we are at our weakest point so those are some initial observations let me uh throw it back over to you Jake how do you yeah, see this going
1: I, well I mean just like you I think you know you can easily talk about you know how oh we should be um we should be you know caring and kind and all of this but you can't really do it from a place of love from a heart of flesh uh, unless unless you first see yourself as the person in the ditch all of us are uh, people in the ditch we've been overcome by things you know the thieves can be all sorts of things maybe it's a sick child maybe it's a terrible job you know maybe it's you haven't recovered since COVID, or you know uh, you're traumatized by like all of all of the stuff going on in the world and it's just crippled you Uh, there are things that have overwhelmed us and left us for dead in the ditch and that uh the point is is that jesus on the cross no one wants to look there but our salvation always comes from places we dare not want to look actually uh, an offensive place Mm -hmm. and uh, really that is the gospel and he comes in and i love that he doesn't just bandage them with anything he pours oil and wine symbols of his blood and his spirit the idea is is that he's making this person whole and that's what god does and uh and uh uh, the, the point is, is that you cannot go and do likewise uh, because we are called to go and do likewise. Jesus does end that there, but you cannot go and do likewise until you see yourself as the one who's been saved by the Samaritan. That's right. You can't be the Samaritan until you've been saved by the Samaritan mm. because uh, you can't uh, be a saint in light until you've been transferred yourself from the kingdom of darkness. See, the kingdom of darkness would save the guy in the ditch out of some sort of obligation and hoping to get rewarded. Uh, the Samaritan asks for nothing in return. And so that, that would be the, my, my point, is that you can't be a Samaritan until you know yourself as uh, the man in the ditch being saved by the true Samaritan, the great physician, Jesus the righteous.
0: Yep. Yeah, because the question, that, I mean, that's beautiful, Jake. You said that so well. We need to be saved by the Samaritan. The, um, the, the man who asks, who is my neighbor, is basically asking, who qualifies to get this very nice treatment from me? Who is in that group of people that I should be nice to? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus basically says, no, 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 no. That's the wrong question. Um, you are not the person who's supposed like, it's more, you are the one that needs help. You are the one who needs to be cared for. You're the guy in the ditch. Um, so, anyways, it's how, and, and if you, the, the, Then once you've been saved, then the question is not who is my neighbor, but how can I be a neighbor to others because I have been loved, you want to love and be a neighbor to to someone else. So, well, that'll do it for the um, fifth Sunday after Pentecost as we move through ordinary time. And uh, we'll see you again next week as we get deep into the dog days of summer.
1: Change that eye patch.